Hi there, I'm Richard. I'm the senior pastor of Every Nation Auckland City. We are a multicultural, multi-generational, socially responsible church that makes disciples. We hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. It gives me great pleasure today to conclude, everyone say conclude, conclude the series called Set Apart. And the, the amazing thing about this series is that it really sets a great foundation for us to really run headlong into 2024. How many of us can't believe it's already February? You know, I was just think, looking at my calendar the other day. I've got a, on my wall a 2024 calendar, and I, I like to strike off the days. How many of us do that? They strike off the days day by day. And I'm like, my goodness, I've struck off a whole month. Um, so let me just quickly recap, and I'll pray, and I'll, we get into our study today. The first part was covered off by Pastor Richard, and he laid the foundation by describing what God's holiness actually is. So God is holy. And then the next week, we had Pastor Jared all the way from Fiji, and if you weren't here, you need to get the video uh, recording of it on our Facebook page. There was broken glass, there was blood dripping all over the stage, right? He survived. He's back in Fiji, safe and sound, but he put his body on the line for the gospel. And then the third week, you have yours truly talking about holiness revealed, revealed in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And part four, last week we had our Nigerian leader of the Oceanic region, Pastor Joshua, here preaching about holiness restored. And um, how many of us remember that, that tagline? He goes, um, Jesus came and he restored holiness to us, perfect and permanent. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pastor Joshua. That's perfect. And amen. So today I've got the privilege of covering off the final uh, part of the series called Holiness Lived, okay? So let me just pray and we'll get into our sermon today. Father, we thank you so much that we get together as your people at least once a week uh, to worship together. There's something powerful when God's people worship together rather than sitting on a screen or running on our treadmill in the gym with, a, um, with a earphones in our heads. Lord, when we come together as your people, something powerful happens. Lord, that we get to worship with our finances, that we get to worship with the unpacking and reading of your word today. Lord, I pray that I will not be a hindrance, but indeed I will be a help. Lord Jesus, as I share the word today, I pray that the word will not just be information, that there will be application added to that information that will result in transformation in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Any gamers in the house? Gamers in the house? Oh. Don't be ashamed. There's more than two. I love the kids. The kids are like, I'm a gamer, real proud. The adults in the house. How many adult gamers in the house? Like active, you're still gaming right now. Okay, let's throw out the next slide. Yeah, yeah, the back row is like standing proud. Right, let's throw up the next slide. Um, I remember when I was younger, I, um, I loved Mario Brothers. Anyone like Mario Brothers? Yeah, yeah, it's a different kind of version of Mario Brothers. And the gamers in the second row was like, yeah, 
You know, you got the driving games, you drive, and then you, how many of us hate it when you see the checkpoint, right? And you're heading towards the checkpoint, it's like five, four, three, two, right? You miss the checkpoint. But what happens after you get past the checkpoint? You get an extension of time, right? And you get to keep going. And you might get to the next round and the next round. And then with, with Mario Brothers, particularly, if I remember correctly, my, if my 45-year-old brain serves me correctly, if you get past a certain stage, right, you don't go all the... If you die, right, you might have three lives, right? We only have one life here on Earth. But if you, in, in the game, you have three lives. And if you lose one life, you don't fall all the way and start all the way back in level one, right? You've already leveled up. Everybody say leveled up. See, Jesus has leveled you up if you're already a Christian, if he is your Lord and Savior. And often we live as though we have not leveled up as Christians. Often we've received God's holiness revealed and God's holiness restored, perfect and permanent, and then we go all the way back, all the way back to level one. And we strive and we try and we do everything that we are not supposed to do to try to earn God's favor because there's nothing you can do to make God love you more and there's nothing that you can do to make God love you less. So what will you do with this leveling up? And today I want to bring us to the book of Colossians that was written by a guy called Paul to a, a city called Colossae. So that's the silly city of Colossae today, in modern day 2024. And, um, and that's just the uh, uh, ruins and the remains. Back in the day when Colossae was a burgeoning city, there was, it was a busy uh, city that was in the middle of the trading routes. And the Apostle Paul, who was formerly a persecutor of Christian, he was like, the Osama bin Laden of the time, he, his job was to kill Christians. He went around persecuting Christians. He catches a Christian goes, <laughs> I can't wait to kill this Christian. Until one day, his name was Saul, he met Jesus on the road to Damascus on his way to find more Christians to kill. And Jesus shows up in this very bright shining light, like that spotlight in my eye, and he says to Saul, why do you persecute me? And the story goes, check it out for yourself in the Bible, don't take my word for it, in the book of Acts, he had a transformational encounter with Jesus. And this Osama bin Laden of the time became one of the greatest, most prolific authors of the Bible. He wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament. And this, this guy Saul had a name change to Paul. God said to him, you are now called Paul. And then he had three missionary journeys. Everyone say three. three. So he went on the road. He went on a road trip, not to Rotorua for a holiday or Taupo, but he went on a road trip in order to tell people about Jesus. This guy traded his hobby and his occupation of killing Christians 
to going, I need to tell everyone about this Jesus that has changed and transformed my life. And during these three separate missionary journeys, he went to different places and towns, on, and on his third missionary journey, he came to this place called Colossae. And then during that time, he preached and he taught and he helped that burgeoning church, that small church start, started not long ago and encouraged them to grow. And this letter was written much later than that when Paul was actually put in prison. He was in actual prison and he wrote letters to these people that he loved in the church in Colossae. So it's called a letter to the Colossians. There were no emails back then. There were no Gmail from Paul, right? Like he wrote an actual handwritten letter and he sent it along with a couple of his helpers to the church in Colossae. And this is what we're going to unpack today. Now, interestingly, the church in Colossae was started by a guy called Epaphras. Epaphras was actually in Jerusalem when when Paul was uh, really in his early days of preaching the gospel, there was this guy, Epaphras, that traveled to Jerusalem and he heard the gospel for the first time. It's like a, a businessman traveling from Rotorua to Auckland and went, oh my gosh, this Jesus, God in the second person, came down from heaven to earth, died for me, paid for my sins without my involvement, I don't have to do anything. And he gave me eternal life. This Epaphras went all the way back to his hometown of Colossae, and he was the one that started that early church in, Col in Colossae. And then Paul goes back and encourages them. And now he writes to them from prison. Okay? So let's read from Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 to 23. And I'll read this to you, and if you want to swipe with me in your apps, you can. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 to 23 says this, And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you, people in Colossae, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in, before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, from Epaphras probably, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. I want to highlight a few phrases here. Next slide. And he says to these people in the letter, you who were once were alienated. So these were not Jewish people. These were mostly Gentiles who are basically everyone else who's not Jew. Because the Jewish people were the chosen people of God. He's saying to these Gentiles, you were once alienated. But Jesus, he has now reconciled you, brought you close to God, and he has presented you holy and blameless, above reproach, so continue in the faith. All right, everyone stand up for a second. All right. So don't hurt anyone. We're going to do some Zumba. All right. 
So follow me here. We're going to go slight step left, okay? When I go once we're alienated, okay? Okay? Follow me. You were once were alienated to the left. He has now reconciled to the right. Present you holy, hands out, and blameless, above reproach, so that you will continue in. One more time. You were once alienated. He has now reconciled you to present you holy and blameless, above reproach, so you continue in the faith. One more time, once we're alienated, he has now reconciled, present you holy and blameless, above reproach, and continue in. You can say it. <laughs> so my title of my sermon today is Continue In. Everyone say to your neighbor, continue in. Point at them and say, continue in. Give them the death stare. Look at them and go, continue in. The Bible was written in Greek, so this word continue in or phrase is epimeno. Sounds like a good brand name for a drink, eh? Epimeno. Epimeno. <laughs> continue in what? Continue in the faith. So in Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, it says this, If indeed you... Continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. See, I often talk to people about their faith. In fact, this morning I talked to two different people about their faith. And then often people say to me, Pastor Weeong, my life was pretty good before I became a Christian. And once I gave my life to Jesus, it all turned to custard. If anyone tells you from any church that you come to Jesus and you're going to float on some fluffy cloud and have angels feeding you strawberries, and money will just roll into your bank account, stop going to that church. They're like, so what am I supposed to do? Now that I'm a Christian, life seems complicated. You know what? See, Jesus, when he first came down over 2,000 years ago from heaven to earth, took on the form of humanity, humbled himself even as unto death, on death on the cross, he died for us, as the Bible says, even while we were still sinners, but when we were ignorant of Him, He paid for our sins. He is saying to us, I've got this. Trust me. I will pay for all of your sins so that you as Christians can start from it is finished. I don't think you quite got me there. Jesus is saying that I am done with all of this. I paid for all your sins, past, present, and future. And when he says, it is finished, it is finished. And so often we as human beings, remember the Israelites, if you don't know the Bible, it's okay. There's a bunch of people, God's chosen people. They were in captivity in a nation called Egypt. They were slaves. There was a dude called Moses, the prince of Egypt, 
Good show, I keep plugging that show. <laughs> Go watch it, some crazy, awesome songs there. He parted the Red Sea by God's power, and he led the Israelites out of captivity on dry ground. And God provided them food from heaven, manna from heaven. Can you imagine your favorite food just dropping from heaven? Beautiful New Zealand rump steak, lamb shanks. Sorry for those still fasting. <laughs> just dropping from heaven. And after a while, these Israelites got bored of the food and they're like, I wish we could go back to Egypt. I wish I could go back to the leeks and potatoes and onions and while I was a slave. You know, that's the reality of us as Christians, myself included. So often I look back to my old life and so say that was so much easier. But friends, what you're not seeing is God's eternal perspective. What you and I are seeing is what's right in front of us. Oh, but Pastor Weong, you don't understand my situation. I'm just trying to pay the bills for this week. You know, Willie was, shared an amazing tithing message. You don't understand. I can't look at the eternal perspective. I mean, I'm not God. But you see, Jesus died and paid for our sins. It's already done. It's finished. But it's not yet fully complete. He's going to come back again one day. He's going to come back again one day, and he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth, and those that are with Jesus will dwell with him forever in this new heaven and new earth. But if you're not with Jesus, if you're not with Jesus, you're going to take your Tesla to not heaven. Do you know what not heaven means? It's a short word called hell. And hell is a place that is away from the protection and the love and the kindness and the warmth of Christ. And in the meantime, the Bible is filled with verses that talks about this temporary suffering, this momentary weaknesses and challenges. The darkness that we face today, my friends, is temporary. How can we lift our perspective to the heavens and see this perspective to help us from Monday to Saturday until we come here again on Sunday? This is why he wrote to the church in Colossae, continue in your faith stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope. What is this hope? This hope is for eternity. When you look at your bank account this week and there's not quite enough, when you have some broken relationships, when you have health issues, that is not the end of the story, my friends. Hold on to this hope that has been provided from, by Jesus and if you do so, this is the outcome. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 to 12, it says this, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. If we continue in the faith, this is what happens. It says, bearing fruit in every good work, not just some good work, in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Oh, I don't really know God. Will you continue in your faith and you will increase in your knowledge of God? 
being strengthened with all power. With some power? No, with all power. For all your struggles, all your challenges, every circumstance you face, God is your source. You see, so often, we're like the Israelites, eh? You're like, man, those leaks back in Egypt. Mm, I miss my old life. Stop looking backwards. Look to eternity, a new heaven and a new earth. Look to Jesus as your source. I was talking to someone this morning and they said the whole world system wants us to do things, to try and to earn more. You work harder, you get more money. You, you, you really try to please your boss and you get promoted, right? If you do nothing, you get nothing. That's the world system. Where God's system is say, let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to sing. Let it go. Let me handle this. You could get the most incredible things from this world and it will not satisfy you. I can guarantee you. I've climbed some of those ladders. ladders. I've had some success in life. I've made some incredible money. And I've walked away from some incredible money. I've had temporary success, but I'm telling you, it does not, it does not satisfy. The world system versus God's system, very different. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's difficult to shift because most of our life, we're, we're working in the world system. God's system is saying, let go and let me do it. Imagine at your workplace, right? Everyone's trying to backstab everyone. Everyone's trying to climb over everyone to get promoted, right? Hustle, right? That's what the world says, hustle. Imagine if you go in there and you're like, I'm just going to be a faithful employee, with a good attitude, can-do attitude, I'm not going to be jealous of anybody. When God is going to promote me, He's going to shoot me up to CEO. But in the meantime, I'm going to take out the trash. I'm going to offer my services to do things that are not my, you know, not my responsibility. But I'll put my hand up, right? Right, Lay? When God promotes you, you watch. You watch. But even if he does not, that peace of knowing that this new heaven and new earth is my inheritance one day, that I will not get distracted by the glitzy glamour of this world, but indeed I would be faithful and rely on God and I'll trust God for my everyday, for my wisdom, for my decision-making, for my finances, for my relationship, because He is the one that will strengthen you with all power, according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. Why do you think the Bible talks about endurance? Because we do need endurance to live on this earth. I wish the Bible doesn't say that, but hey, it's there giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Beautiful. Keep that as your vision. Keep that future promise of God. 
as we go through our everyday life. So as we continue in the faith, this is the outcome. The outcome of holy living looks like this. You will bear fruit in every good work. You will grow in the knowledge of God. You will be strengthened with power. You will possess endurance and patience. You will give joyful thanks to the Father. How many of us know that's good? Even one of those things is good. So you're like, good theory, Pastor Wuyong. What do I, how do I actually do that? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you a story first. On the 27th of January, my mom fell over at home. She broke her wrist, hurt her leg. Let's throw up the next picture, please. Um, and so I've basically lived at Middlemore Hospital for the last two weeks. Not really, but I feel like I have. And just seeing her go through the pain, she broke her wrist, she was there for about four or five days, they, they released her, and as soon, as soon as she went home, something happened, and she couldn't bear weight on her left leg. And we had to call an ambulance, and she was back in hospital, did an x-ray, and they discovered they broke her, she broke her hip as well, much to our disappointment. A day later, she had a surgery to fix her wrist and her hip. Now she has some metal in her left side, <laughs> on her wrist and in her hip. And just watching her every single day, trying to just sit up, the amount of pain and pain medication she needs to take just to sit up, and just to see her progress of learning how to walk again, every single day, being able to sit up on the edge of her bed and, and hold a spoon. And for my sister and I, and our extended family and my dad, to every day, like, Lord, why did this happen? She doesn't deserve this. She's 76. You know? And to see the team of medical professionals caring for her, helping her, being there for her, doing the best that they can. And I remember going, Lord, I don't really want to preach. It's the last thing I want to do. And then I saw the topic, and I thought, nah. I had to preach to myself first. <laughs> I didn't feel like continuing in the faith. I had questions for God. I was like, God, we need to have a conversation. I did this for you. I did this for you. In fact, I'm fasting right now, Lord. Why now? I don't know. And as we were walking somewhere, I think we were walking to pay for the parking, <laughs> I saw the sign, it says spiritual center. And I just thought, you have a funny way of reminding me. <laughs> you have a funny way of reminding me. I didn't talk to him for a couple of days. 
I'm sorry, I'm not talking to you, Lord. I'm not talking to you. Thanks. But you know, God has a funny way of showing He loves us. The amount of coincidences that happened during the last two weeks that showed favor to my mother was incredible. She got a surgery within a day. I heard of people that waited three, week, three days to two weeks for surgery. I walked past someone with a mask that looked very familiar in, in War 10 in Middlemore. And then he looked at me and I looked at him, I'm like, that whole thing of, you look familiar, because I had mask on. Five minutes later, he comes back and says, Pastor. I'm like, Oliver, is he here today? One of our church members was a senior nurse in the ward. And he went over and above to help my mom. One of our uh, closest friends, Sandy, is a senior nurse in another, another ward came all the way, spent 40 minutes with my dad, assuring him and explaining the process. So frustrating. We don't understand what's going on. God sent God's people to come and care for my mom. I still don't understand why she has to go through that. In the week of prayer and fasting, man, faith goals. I'm striking off that Tesla page, uh, 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 Petra. I don't want that Tesla no more. I just want my mom to walk. When we continue in the faith, there's no guarantee of victories here on earth. But the guarantee is in the afterlife. And the sooner we can get used to the fact that we're living for that, that Jesus has won the victory already, but it's not yet fulfilled until he comes again. The sooner we can get used to that fact, the sooner we are able to just submit to him and say, whatever you want, Lord, in whatever circumstances, in whatever situation, in whatever season, in richness or in poverty, in sickness or in health. My dad looked at me. I said, Dad, relax. You've got high blood pressure. I don't need two parents in the hospital. And he said, I promised your mom's parents I'll look after her. We canceled their 50th wedding anniversary celebration this weekend because of this. Life is going to be full of ups and downs. But God, but God. And when life seems a little bit overwhelming, tell yourself, Epimeno. <laughs> Take a swig of Epimeno and continue in Him. How do you continue in Him? Just quickly, I won't camp on this. You guys know this stuff. But don't look back. Don't be like the Israelites looking back at the leeks and potatoes back in Egypt. Don't be like Lot's wife, looking back and turning to a pillar of salt. Don't look back. Walk with others. 
The devil wants us to be isolated, right? The devil can get you in the corner and he can lie to you, blah, 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 right? He can tell you you're not good enough. He can tell you nobody loves you. Nobody got, you got no friends in this new school. You're never going to get promoted. You're not going to be ever able to buy that house. Your, 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 your business is not going to thrive. It's too late. You're too old. You're too short. You're too weak. You're not going to find that husband or that wife. No. Epimeno. Walk with others. You need others to help you because we all go through different seasons. When you're weak, somebody is strong. When you're, when you're strong, somebody else is weak. Don't ever get isolated. That's why we have connect groups in this church. That's why this church is not just about Sunday gatherings. If you feel a little bit tired on a Friday night and there's connect group, get over there. Husband, send your wife over there. Wives, send your husbands over there. It's good for you. And as we walk with others, as we spend time with God, we will know His words and His promises. We have to be reminded we're forgetful people and finally be others-oriented. So often we look at our own problems. Poor me. Poor me. Poor me. But when we lift our eyes and look, we realize that the poor lady in the next ward has waited two weeks for a surgery. Poor her. What can we do to encourage their family? We've seen them every single day for the last week. Be positive. Help others. Serve others. Be friendly to your neighbors. Find people that need help, that are in worse conditions than yourself, than ourselves, and help them. Because that what, that's what continuing in the faith looks like. Don't look back. Walk with others. Know His words and promises and be others-oriented. And in conclusion, in conclusion, Jesus gives us this new status, right? Remember when we did Zumba earlier? <laughs> From here to here, right? Remember the game? You've leveled up. Don't go back. You've passed the checkpoint. He gives us this new status of righteousness that enables us to live the process, the daily process of becoming holy. And this daily process of becoming holy is a lifelong process until we reach the new heaven and the new earth. And until that happens, we're not there yet. You can ask all you like, are we there yet? No. You will know when you arrive. You will know when Jesus comes again. You will see him come in glory. He's not coming as a humble baby no more. He's not coming as a carpenter anymore. He is coming as the risen king. And when you look at him, my prayer is that when he looks back at you, he will say, good and faithful servant because you continued in the faith good and faithful servant doesn't mean good and productive servant it means good and faithful servant
So let's all continue in the faith. It's not easy. Let's encourage each other. Let's be church family to one another. This is what this is about. This is not a show, my friends. This is not your, for your comfort. This community, every nation, Auckland City, is not for everyone. But if this is your church family, get involved. Get into someone's lives. Be an encouragement. So let me just land the plane here, and we're going to get into a time of um, communion as well. We're going to take uh, the cup and the, the wine uh, and the bread together. Before we do that, let's just all close our eyes for a moment. And the purpose of this is to give us a moment to reflect on what we've just heard and also to give our neighbors some privacy. It's always important to take a, a moment to consider and reflect on what you've just heard. So I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to consider what was the thing that really stood out for you from this sermon. Okay, just with eyes closed for a moment of privacy for your neighbors, I want to I pray for two groups of people. Firstly, if you're here and you're a Christian, and something about the message this morning has reminded you that life has just taken you on a ride and you've taken your eye off the prize, you've forgotten to continue in your faith, and you, you feel, yep, I need God's help to continue in my faith. Speaking to Christians, right? If that's you, eyes closed, no one looking around, I'd love to pray for you that God will help you. If you're a Christian and you want to ask God to help you to continue in your faith, on the count of three, would you put your hand up? Nobody's looking at you. One, two, three. All right, hands up in the air, all around the auditorium. Thank you. Thank you. Hold your hand high. Something special when you put your hand up physically to represent what's going on in, internally. Lord, you see all these hands. Lord, these are my brothers and sisters in Christ, Christians, that have said, Lord, I've taken my eye off the prize. Life has just been hard lately. Life has just been challenging. God, I come to you. These, these people, these friends of mine, they're saying to you, I'm coming to you, God. Help me. Give me your grace, your strength, your power to face each day. Help me to continue in my faith as you've asked me to do. As Paul wrote to the church in Colossae, I want to continue in my faith, Lord, with strength, with endurance, with power, with love. Help me, Lord. Help me, help me. I'm reaching out to you in humility, Lord. Help me. Help me. You know, the Lord is helping you right now. He's giving you strength and confidence. Your situation may not have changed. 
You still need more money in the bank account. Your, your business needs to grow. Relationships needs to be mended. But, but God is saying, I'm with you, my son. I'm with you, my daughter. I love you very much. Let's do this together. So God is affirming you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Eyes still close. Second group of people. If you're not a Christian, nobody looking around. You're not a Christian. Or maybe once you used to walk with Christ and for whatever reason you have walked away, maybe life itself as well has caused you reason to get upset at God. But this morning, something you've heard has made you realize that, that Christ has come and fulfilled the requirement of reconnecting with God. And Christ is the only way back to God. And you know that today, today is the day to take steps back towards God. I'd love to pray for you. I'm not going to pray for you to become a Christian, but I want to pray that God will give you the courage to reach out to someone, a Christian, that will walk with you towards God. If you want to come back to God or come to God for the first time, that's your desire, not a Christian. On the count of three, would you put your hand up? No one's looking around. One, two, three. Yes, I see your hand in the middle. Hold your hand high so I can see you. Yep. There's a hand out the back. Yep, coming back to God. Yep, yep. Anyone else? Father, I pray for these two hands and maybe other ones that I've not seen. Lord, you, are, you know all things. You are all-powerful, all-knowing, and the very definition of love, and you love them very much. And you are saying to my friends, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy-laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. And these two are saying that they want to come to you. Lord, would you help them? Would you give them friends that will walk with them? Would you help them to take steps towards understanding who you are, towards knowing how to have a relationship with you? Would you help them, Lord God? Protect their hearts, protect their spirits, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us. To know more about Every Nation Auckland City, you can visit our website at www.auckland.com everynationauckland.city For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.